Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 13th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, along with the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, to protect all of us from enemies, foreign and domestic, and that includes rogue agents in government welcome to the broadcast we promote the proper role of limited constitutional government we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth it's also worthy to note ladies and gentlemen uh that we've got to protect ourselves we need the checks and balances really in place nobody can uphold these things but we the people something really important to understand i hope you had a fantastic weekend full of god family and country um on Saturday, we had on Chris Carlson with us. Chris wisely points out, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen to that. And we talked about the January 6th issue. And man, is there a lot to discuss on that issue. Let's review Saturday's information. Then we'll talk about today's riveting information as well. Revealed evidence hidden by the January 6th committee. Worldaffairsbrief.com. Joel Skousen and crew doing a phenomenal job breaking that down for us. Um, and we're really highlighting several things. Tucker Carlson reveals that the majority of the video coverage of the Capitol, believe it or not, shows peaceful Donald Trump supporters peacefully wandering through the building and wandering around outside, many are praying, etc. But the January 6th committee, in their deceptive dishonesty, only released the clips that make them look violent. Yeah, only the most violent actions. But you had provocateurs breaking down police barriers and more. You had, by force, you had some protesters breaking down police barriers, but the leaders who were doing those things are not even arrest, arrested, folks. There's significant footage that shows that it was federal agent provocateurs that were involved in the problems. The videos reveal that some of that violence was provoked by the cops themselves using tear gas, tasers, flash bang grenades, and other excessive use of force tactics that provoked a violent reaction from the crowd, folks. Yeah. This clearly indicates, ladies and gentlemen, that there was a conspiracy by the Democrat-controlled leadership and or by the deep state to provoke some of the more aggressive, aggressive Donald Trump supporters into a violent confrontation so Donald could take the blame for the insurrection. Folks, it's a diabolical conspiracy. No other way to think about it. Police actions raise questions now 
Carlson aired Capitol security video showing Capitol Police leading the QAnon shaman around the building and letting him into the U.S. Senate where he posed on the rostrum and made a speech. Yeah, they literally let him in there. They helped him get there, folks. There was no response at the command center, a police officer, Mr. Johnson, told the Epic Times. I say, we need to initiate an evacuation. No response. Look, we need to really do something here. I'm asking permission to evacuate. Again, nobody at the helm. No response. So Johnson forged ahead with the evacuation and then went on to direct the evacuation of the house. He said on the radio, since I can't get permission for this, I'm going to take any discipline, disciplinary action for acting on my own. In my opinion, he's a hero, folks. But he got prosecuted, too. Metropolitan Police Department officer Daniel Thau, who was like a, quote, one-man army on the west front of the Capitol, during the mid-afternoon of January the 6th, yeah, this guy was disaster, this Daniel Thau guy. Body cam footage from several Metropolitan Police Department officials or officers shows Thau dropped at least four protesters with a taser, tossed uncounted explosive munitions into the tightly packed crowd, directed high-velocity pepper spray into a stiff headwind, and fired a 40-millimeter shell from a munition launcher into the crowd. Folks, we've got government provocateurs in bed with well, who knows who provocateurs. This guy's own body cam shows him rushing up to another cop, shouting, we need more expletive munitions. The government's guilty of withholding exculpatory evidence that numerous defense attorneys have now complained about, saying that the Department of Justice has not provided all the exculpatory evidence that is required by law. Wow, we talked about all that, folks. We talked about that in detail. All right? But let's dig now into what we've discovered even over the weekend as we put more news stories together. You ready? All right, let's do this. It is insane, folks. You got to ask yourself some questions about this. And you got to really think seriously of what this means. Tucker. Well, let's uh, get to this here in just a second. Let's move down. I've got so many stories here, and I was trying to figure out the order. But since I'm talking about the uh, issue with the January 6th, I'll just stay on that topic. Are you ready? Turns out that now drama in the Proud Boys trial after FBI agent caught lying on the stand. 
You heard me. An FBI agent got caught lying on the stand and concealing evidence from defense attorneys. You say, what? Yeah, that's right. Turns out that the FBI got caught doctoring and destroying 380 items of evidence in the January 6th Proud Boys case. Jack Davis with the details. An attorney for Ethan Nordian, he's that a Proud Boys member facing charges over the events of January 6th, 2021, said hidden messages between FBI agents had been found in a document presented to the court by FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller. Yeah, Newsweek has that information. Now, the disclosure resulted in a pause in the trial of several Proud Boy members until next week. You see, there's a couple of emails between a couple of FBI agents casually discussing discussing altering documents and destroying hundreds of pieces of evidence. It's very disturbing, and right now we have more questions than answers. Yeah, that's what this uh, Roots guy said, reported by the Epic Times. There you have all that. Now, folks, think about that for a minute. Now we find out the government withholds exculpatory evidence. The videos from Tucker doubles down and highlights this. What the heck? The QAnon shaman guy was literally, all, the whole time he was in the Capitol, he was led by government cops, allowed to speak, allowed to do everything that he did, led there, opened up doors. The list just goes on and on and on and on. Now we find out there's emails and evidence showing they didn't give the information to the attorneys to defend these guys. Now, Jonathan Turley raises big question about J6, Jacob Chansley, that's the QAnon guy, in his case. Then it turns out that Elon drops bombshell video. Let's talk about this. Carlson aired video showing that Chansley was being led around the Capitol building by multiple police officers. They don't stop him. They even unlock and open doors for him. And after they lead him to the Senate chamber, he says a prayer for their help on the Senate floor. Wow. Now, if the prosecution was aware of this video, then they would have had a, quote, legal obligation to turn it over to the defense. They didn't do any such thing. Fox News is now reporting that these videotapes were handed over to the FBI soon after January 6th. If true, the Justice Department had the evidence and failed to turn it over to the defense as constitutionally required. So much for the Justice Department and justice, huh? We've got more. We'll talk about it in seconds. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Gentlemen, we're talking about this QAnon shaman guy or shaman QAnon whatever, this Mr. Chansley. Yeah. Well, it turns out that the FBI handed the videotapes over to the FBI soon after January 6th. And if true, the government failed to turn over the evidence to the opposing attorneys defending this gentleman. Constitutionally required withholding evidence. This is serious. The DOJ then played videotapes for the court to secure the heavy sentence against Chansley while the government withheld videotapes contradicting their very account. Same with what the Democrats did with the, quote, hearings on national television. Chansley, believe it or not, got four years in prison for a nonviolent police escorted tour question mark musk that's elon musk now in the center of this whole thing said he then observed the difference between the sentence chansley got and that given to the guy who attacked comedian dave chappelle um he was violently assaulted on stage by by a guy with a knife but the guy only got a three thousand dollars fine and no prison time at all now then elon musk highlighted a video it's a bombshell video that shows jacob chansley outside the building with a bullhorn that's right 
Donald Trump has asked everyone to go home, Chansley declared. So what are we going to do? We're going to obey our president. We're going to do what he asks and go home. That's, that's right. So now you've got videos showing this guy peacefully walking around with the cops, cops unlocking doors, peacefully posing, praying for them, giving a speech. Yeah, he ran around a little crazy, too. But he went outside and said, let's obey the president. Let's go home. Documenting that the president tried to dispel the situation. Documenting that we tried to back away from this. I highlighted to you this police officer that tried to peacefully resolve things. But at every turn, government provocateurs in bed with unknown provocateurs escalated the situation. Now, here's the problem that I'm having with the whole thing. The Democrats are extreme on their view that, hey, it was an absolute Donald Trump-led treasonous act of insurrection. That's a lie. It's been exposed as such. But I have a problem with Tucker Carlson because he's telling the lie in the other direction. He's making you believe that everybody is peaceful and there's nothing, nothing to the, to the rioting or to the problems. That's not true either. There were provocateurs led by Ray Epps and others government officials and others, we even named some cops involved, who literally did intentionally create an insurrectionist riot at the Capitol that day. And so don't believe one extreme or the other. Don't believe the Democrats and don't believe Tucker. Okay? The truth is most people were there peacefully. That's a fact. And the truth is Donald Donald Trump supporters, for the most part, were peaceful. There were provocateurs from the left and the right that had an agenda. The only person that died that day was when a cop shot Ashley Babbitt, who I believe was a peaceful protester. And I believe there's video showing her try to peacefully resolve things. There's video evidence showing um, the Oath Keepers trying to uh, peacefully resolve things as well. But there might have been a few Oath Keepers that betrayed. There weren't really Oath Keepers that that, uh, either posed as Oath Keepers or they joined the Oath Keepers to create problems. Okay? That's the problem. You've got to avoid both extremes. There's bad people and good people on both sides. But to blame it on Trump or all Trump supporters, Trump said, go home. That's what he tweeted. And Chansley literally echoed that tweet by Bullhorn. Meanwhile, the government provocateur Ray Epps and other cops were literally antagonizing the crowd with all manner of explosives and incendiary devices and pepper spray and doing things to ratchet up and escalate the situation. Some of the DOJ plays videotapes for the court, making it seem like this Chancellor guy's nothing but a nut, and then you see the other side of the story from Tucker. What's the truth? Who knows in every case? But we know this, when the Justice Department's in bed with the FBI's in bed with the Democrats, telling you this guy was nothing but evil and he created a violent insurrection and it all points to Donald, then Tucker says there was nothing to it, it was all a big lie. Neither of those facts are true. That's my point. When are we going to get to the truth and create accountability and arrest criminals? Well, we're not because both are painting such extremes that neither have the facts, right? Okay, Chansley got four years in prison for this. Wow. Now, let me give you an interesting headline from a Democrat liberal. Dear conservatives, I am sorry that my team was taken in by full-spectrum propaganda. Mike Landry reports for the Western Journal. 
doing a great job. What is he talking about? The apology from Naomi Wolf. An incredible apology. Regretting being duped by the false J6 narrative. Now she's apologizing, and I say good for her, but she might be going a little too far, thinking the other side's 100% right. But she's been snookered by both sides, folks. She was specific in her, uh, the you all to whom she was apologizing, conservatives, Republicans, MAGA, everybody. She says, I'm so sorry. A real apology and grace demands its acceptance, Mike says. He's right on all counts except for one thing. You know what? She's apologizing, but she needs to not apologize to Tucker and MAGA and everybody else. She needs to do what we're doing, which says jettison both narratives that are extreme and false. There were bad guys there doing bad things, and they need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. There were a lot of people that were up, uh, caught up in the dragnet on this. And sadly, the government's primarily responsible for the dragnet on this thing. Why the government? Because you're talking about the FBI, the Justice Department, the Democratic Party, all manipulating evidence to make it seem like, hey, Donald and all the J6ers are just evil. Then you got Tucker coming out and showing they all lied. Well, they did lie. And there are um, bad people or people who got caught in the dragnet that are not bad. But there's also bad people that were there that did bad things. Let's not pretend that's not true. Let's not take one narrative or it's an all or nothing. Whenever you go to the extremes, you know that it's rarely right. Right? That's the problem that I'm having with this whole thing. So I appreciate Naomi apologizing. I appreciate Tucker bringing out solid evidence to the contrary of what the Democrats are telling you. But folks... I'm having a problem with the FBI and the action they're taking. While the FBI lied about Ammon Bundy and got caught and they had to dismiss the case because of the criminal FBI withholding exculpatory evidence, now we find the FBI doing it again to the J6 folks in many cases. The Justice Department doing the same thing again. Shame on them all. The media in bed with both extremes shame on them now look they want you to believe what is a sovereign citizen the fbi lists the group as a domestic terrorist movement and describes them as a loose network of individuals this is totally bogus too folks you can't trust the fbi or anything they say anymore the fbi has flat out become a rogue criminal organization It started out maybe well-intended, but it is absolutely off the rails now. Yeah. For example, Jane Fonda on The View on Friday suggested that people should murder pro-lifers. Where's the FBI to dig into that? They're too busy bugging J6ers that did nothing wrong. Right? That's the problem. That's the problem with this whole thing, right? Think about it. That is insane, right? Wow. All right. Anyway, enough of that. But I'm telling you right now, don't believe either side. Prosecute the criminals to the fullest extent of the law. But then you know what? Lay off either side, liberals or conservatives, that didn't mean any harm. 
that didn't do any damage, that weren't violent. All right? What violence did Chansley commit? Or half the other people that were there. Dr. Simone Gold got 90 days or 45 days or something like that. I can't remember. I think it was 90 days, but she got out early or something. She didn't commit any violence. She just went in the Capitol peacefully and gave a speech for crying out loud. All right. We also talked about more juicy facts about Ron DeSantis. Joel Skousen, WorldAffairsBrief.com. We'll talk about that. Many other stories. Second hour, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org will be with us. Uh, first hour, Scott Bradley's away on business. He's not with us this week. He'll be back next week, though. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Lance Pry. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and New York Signature Bank over the weekend amplifies the concern Americans have in this time of financial uncertainty. President Biden addressed the American people this morning. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. The management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. When Arab leaders met Xi Jinping at a regional summit in Riyadh last December, the Chinese president proposed a high-level gathering of Gulf Arab monarchs and Iranian officials in Beijing in 2023. Tehran is a go and has signed on. Late last week, China had brokered a deal to restore relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia, which had gone seven years without a relationship. The broader summit between Iran and six-nation Gulf Cooperation Council which hasn't previously been reported, is on track for later this year. An unidentified suspect at the center of a two-day standoff in the San Gabriel Valley of California is dead. Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies claim the suspect shot nearly 100 times with a high-powered rifle during the standoff before taking his own life. Commander Thomas Giandomenico with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. De-escalation and risk management and the extreme threat that that suspect was putting on the community. Uh, we had to, to slow down our operation. We had to make sure that everything was done to perfection and to the most utmost safety. And in that process, it takes time. The boss, Bruce Springsteen's planned performance tomorrow in Albany, New York, has become the third concert in a week to be postponed by the New Jersey rocker. He says he's not feeling well. This is USA News. Non-attorney spokesperson ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-958-2145 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-958-2145 now. Again, 800-958-2145. That's 800-958-2145. 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting news. The network refused to use, no doubt, continues. Yeah, we talked about more juicy facts about Ron DeSantis, Joel Skousen, World Affairs Brief. The only bad compromise DeSantis made, Joel Skousen says, is allowing all Disney properties to remain tax-exempt. Yeah, for property taxes, for years, Disney has a special privilege which really strikes at the heart of all taxpayers. Why should Disney have a special tax privilege at the expense of the homeowners in Florida, huh? Anyway, we talked about that. We also talked about U.S. takes control of Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, it's been shut down by regulators. The bank was one of the largest financial institutions in the U.S. and the largest bank in Silicon Valley. The collapse of the bank is the biggest since WAMU failed in 08. Roku said they had $487 million of its cash or 26% in that bank. Yeah, we talked about that. Now, Donald, I mean, um, Joe Biden and everybody basically going to use the government to back the money. And, um, you know, that, that means the taxpayers are on the hook. Now, they said the taxpayers won't be on the hook. But they will. That always happens. You think it's going to decrease our national debt or what? <laughs> um, Perth Mint sold billions in diluted gold to the Chinese. Then they tried to cover it up. Zero hedge with that story. By the way, they say check fraud is on the rise if you use checks. And send them to the mail. It may be time to stop. The use of paper checks have been declining for decades, but criminals have increasingly targeted mailboxes to commit this fraud. So beware. Now, the sad part is, you know what? Digital is not any safer. So the sad part is no matter what you do or what you focus on, in modern day, it's trouble, right? Wow. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. It's not secure at all. In fact, you want to prove that it's not secure? Let's just do it then. There's a story written by Luke Broadwater. And it says, health insurance hack. Exposed data of Congress members and their staff and families. Luke Broadwater with the piece. A hack that compromised the personal identifying information of potentially thousands of lawmakers, their spouses, dependents, and employees, a letter from House Leaders document. It's a memo from the Senate's top security official, the Capitol Police, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, and former Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Democrat Joaquin Jeffries, he's the minority minority leader. I guess there was an attack on the D.C. health marketplace. Federal investigators have now been able to purchase personal information about members of Congress and their families on the dark web because of the breach, the letter said. That's interesting. <clears throat> Now, if they didn't have their own special privilege health care, either they or we all would have got breached, right? 
That's the problem. They say right now our top priority is protecting the safety and security of anybody else in the Capitol who have, who have experienced this cyber security attack. McCarthy and Jeffries called it an egregious security breach. They say we'll be in touch with important resources, credit restoration services, and a whole lot more, and we recommend that you use them. But listen, they say the data of senators and their staffs were also violated or breached. The compromised data. Now, listen to this. Here's what I find fascinating about this. They say that it contained full names, date of enrollment, relationship, self, spouse, child, email address. But then they say, but no other personally identifiable information. Now, listen to me. But no more identifiable information. But then they go on to say this. They say this. Why haven't we let everybody know about this that's been compromised? What specific information was stolen? Wait a minute. I thought they knew what was stolen. They know what was and what was not stolen. Then why are they saying that well, I find the whole thing interesting. On one hand, they want you to believe that they know what was stolen, but they don't. They say, we don't really know what was taken. We don't know the extent of the breach. Then how can you give us a list of what was taken and then say nothing else was compromised if you don't know? This is how the mainstream press lies to you. If you read the first part, it says, hey, this is what was stolen and that's it. But if you read further, it says, but we don't really know what was taken and we don't know the extent of the breach. Folks, how do you have it both ways? Am I just that stupid to where I can't figure this out, but everybody else can? How do you have it both ways when federal investigators have been able to purchase information about members of Congress and their families on the dark web? You'd say, well, Sam, whatever we could buy was breached and whatever you know is not available is probably not breached. Yeah, but you don't know that. They might be waiting to put more on the dark web later. You can't make statements like that. You don't even know. That's the problem that I'm having. And think about it. If members of Congress can get hacked, the rest of us can. But yet they continue to force us into this digital world. Wow. Anyway, there you have that. Another interesting story. Tucker Carlson says, quote, I was working on a secret plan when the NSA broke into my secure text messages. Now, C. Douglas Golden writes this piece. Good for him. Remember back in 2021 when Tucker Carlson went on air and publicly alleged that the NSA was spying on his text messages? The media at the time dubbed him a loon, not worthy of staying on the air. Yeah, throw him off the air. Turns out that Tucker was right. He was trying to make set up an interview with the Russian president. Vladimir Putin, but it turns out the government was monitoring Putin and Carlson's communication, and it may have been intercepted by the U.S. intelligence community. So now you know nothing's secure. See, Tucker says, I was working on a secret plan when the NSA broke into my secure messages. If the NSA broke in, buddy, they're not secure. Do you understand that, sir? 
I don't mean to be rude, but it just seems like Tucker's kind of stupid. Hey, they broke into my secure communications there. No, they didn't, sir. They just broke in but showed you that your communications were not secure like you thought they were. But when Tucker gets hacked by the government, when the government gets hacked by who knows who, folks, the government has created this big tech fiasco, right? That's the takeaway. The government is causing this. The laws are not up to date with what's going on at all, right? That's the problem. The laws are not up to date, and there's no accountability for violations of the law. Yeah. What could go wrong, you ask? I say that in jest, right? I mean, this is insane. Everybody and everything is getting hacked all the time now. And it's becoming almost impossible to do anything about it. The dark web, live and well, thriving. If I bring it up and say that, then they're going to say, oh, no, Sam, you're, you're deluded. You don't even know what you're talking about. Then later they're going to admit that I was right, just like Tucker. Tucker's right on a lot of things, you know. I also submit to you that if you think he's right on everything, you're deceived, too. He's got an agenda. Just like the Democrats, except his is the Republicans are the cat's meow. The Republicans are fine. It's the Democrats that are off the rails. So this partisan divide is not going to help us at all, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. We've got to step back and say, what is real justice? What is real mercy? What is real repentance? What does real forgiveness look like? Because that's going to really help us understand how to interact with these things. But I'm not in any way pleased with Tucker or his behavior. Tucker's got millions of dollars. You think he can be controlled? I do. Sad to say that because I wish he was true blue and you could count on him, but I'm not seeing it. Very interesting indeed. All right, hang tight. Sam Bushman on your radio. I got a whole lot more news that I refuse to use. Straight ahead on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hardcore radio at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about health insurance. Hack. (laughs) Exposes data of Congress members, House and Senate, and their staff and families. Yeah. What do you think about all that? Tucker Carlson went on air and said, hey. The NSA is spying on my messages. They mocked him. Yeah. Remember back in 2021 when Tucker was saying that? They thought he was a loon? Well, it turns out he was right. Uh, anyway, there you have that. I also want to mention the cosmetics billionaire, William Louder is the one that purchased Rush Limbaugh's property for $155 million. Now, Lauder is the son of billionaire Leonard Lauder. That's according to the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal. The value of the property increased significantly since Rush acquired the property in 1998 for $3.9 million. Wow. Think about that. Rush acquired it in 1998, 3.9 million, so 4 million. And literally 25 years later, it sells for 155 million. Wow. Now you say who is this Lauder guy? William Lauder is a cosmetics billionaire. But he's also a campaign donor to both the Republican and the Democratic parties. And members of Congress, that's according to CampaignMoney.com. Think about that for a minute, folks. What do you think of that? This guy donates to the Republican and Democrat congressman. He's a billionaire. And he bought Rush Limbaugh's house. $4 $4 million in 1998, Rush bought it for then $155 million 25 years later. I don't even know how to respond to that story. That's big money. 
But that just goes to show you what happens when big boys get involved with one another. They scratch one another's backs. It's the Republicans. It's the Democrats. It's Rush. It's talk show hosts. It's, and then, of course, all that fame. Is that what brought $155 million for that house? It was only worth $4 million 25 years ago. Even if you say prices have doubled, tripled, it would only be $8, 10 $155 million. His wife is now more than rich if she wasn't rich already. But now she's got big bucks, right? Wow. All right, now parents texting their own children to do chores could go to jail. Government must not be given the power to criminalize speech that it deems distasteful and or annoying, writes Bob Unruh, WND.com. A civil and religious rights organization has issued a stern warning about a new precedent for harassment. A precedent, by the way, in which a parent repeatedly texting a child over and over to do chores could end up in jail. The warning comes from our dear friends at the Rutherford Institute and results from a decision rendered by the Supreme Court not, I repeat, not, to address a Texas law regarding electronic harassment. The government must not be given the power to criminalize free speech that it deems distasteful and or ill-annoying, constitutional attorney John W. Whitehead said. He's president of the Rutherford Institute. He says nowhere in the First Amendment does it permit the government to limit speech, ladies and gentlemen. In order to avoid causing offense or hurting someone's feelings or the like. We need to discourage bullying, get rid of hateful, distasteful ideas. But the Texas law, they say, on this is so vague and so far overreaching as to make it legal. For if a parent texts a tween or a teen, harasses them about doing the chores, the parent could go to jail. You see, under the law, you could be punished by up to 180 days in jail and a $2,000 fine for a first offense. Now, the Supreme Court refused to hear arguments in the case. Barton and Sanders versus Texas, meaning that it gave a pass to Texas's plans to criminalize protected speech. Rutherford said that his lawyers have repeatedly warned that laws criminalize, that criminalize speech, whether that speech is annoying or embarrassing or offensive, could have a severe chilling effect, folks. On speech, especially the kind that criticizes government officials and more. Anyway, if you want to harass, annoy, alarm, abuse, torment, embarrass, etc., anyone, then this could be used against you. Rutherford's lawyers said that they've earlier challenged the law. I guess a man was criticizing a sheriff's office because the sheriff wouldn't help him. And that's where this case gathers support. The Rutherford Institute supported this gentleman. Now, in Martin and Sanders, these examples case, 
They were each charged Martin or Charles Barton and David Sanders were charged in separate cases with violating the new Texas statute, folks. Yeah, this one guy was, um, I guess he was sending threatening texts or whatever you want to call it to his wife. Well, they're not really threatening, but they're of a what? Harassing nature, etc. I guess he was sending it to his ex-wife. Both defendants, by the way, are now suing over this case. Defendants are challenging the statute as unconstitutional. Folks, what are we getting into in America today when this stuff happens? The trial courts denied the challenge, but the Intermediate Court of Appeals for Barton found the statute to be unconstitutionally vague and overbroad. The Institute noted, however, that the Court of Public Appeals came to the opposite conclusion and confirmed the trial. Rutherford's, lawyer, Rutherford's lawyers encouraged the Supreme Court to review the case. What do you think of that? I guess you don't want to tell your kids to do chores anymore, huh? You can get busted, I guess, right? Is that what happens? Yeah, see, that's the problem that we're facing, folks, with all this stuff. It's over the top. I don't know what you do about it, folks. We got to keep fighting in the courts and everywhere else, right? But I think Rutherford and crew are right on. This can go south in a hurry. This can be the kind of thing where you, you know what? Can you raise your kids now and expect them to toe the line and very scary, right? I don't know how to respond to this, really. What do you do when this is happening? What do you do when parents are just trying to challenge the statute as being unconstitutional? And Rutherford's hoping that the Supreme Court will review the case. But if they don't take it, then what, folks? It's hard to know how to respond to this whole thing. I mean, I just don't even know what to do about it. Anyway, thankfully, the 45-day session of the U.S. Legislative, uh, legislature is over for 2023 because, man, it was a doozy. Next hour, we're going to talk to uh, our buddy, Lowell Nelson, about that in detail. There's so much in the news, folks, it's not even funny. How do you know what to report, you know? How do you how do you know what to even focus on? There's so much news now. And it just seems to be like there's more and more and more and more. Do you highlight the abuses Americans are taking at the hands of their rogue government? Do you focus on only the good news? What do you do? How do you go about this? How do you respond? That is the problem that we're facing right now. Look, these criminals, drama in the Proud Boys trial, FBI agent caught lying on the stand and concealing evidence from defense attorneys, 
FBI caught doctoring? How do you deal with this stuff, folks? Right? How do you respond to this? The FBI's gone rogue, gone criminal, huh? FBI agent caught lying on the stand and concealing evidence from defense attorneys. Wow. Yeah, the pause on the trial for the Proud Boys over it. What do you think? Right now they have more questions than answers about this? Wow, I don't know how to respond to this. Right now we've got more questions than answers. Folks, how long has this been? Well, man, when did this whole event, January 6th, take place? Oh, 2021. Literally over two years ago now. And we're still having the government finally admit they're destroying multiple pieces of evidence? Wow. What do we do? The DOJ literally playing videos for the court to secure the heavy sentence against Chancellor while the government withheld videotapes contradicting that account? They knew full well. Right? Wow. I don't know what to do about that. The NSA spying on Tucker, Twitter spying on all of us, shutting down accounts. Now parents could go to jail in Texas if they harass their kids too much. Folks, we've got our work cut out for us. I'll tell you that right now. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. My buddy Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, will be with us on hour two. We've got a bunch of riveting talk. We'll do it in seconds. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. Please donate liberally. We need your financial support, folks, to help us grow. LibertyRoundtable.com. Donate today. For Sam Bushman, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. Will you get involved? Choose the right and make it a great day? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt. Continues now. This is the broadcast for March the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, and to do so using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, a.k.a. the supreme law of the land. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. 
of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Lowell Nelson with me, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome, sir. Oh, good, good to be here, Sam. Thank you for having me. Wow, a couple of quick details. First, the January 6th thing is blowing up in the face of the mainstream press liars, uh, along with uh, the Democrats. The problem is, I believe the Republicans are telling just as deceptive of a story. The Democrats want you to believe that a Trump MAGA folks went crazy and created a violent insurrection and Donald's responsible. That's the Democrat and the mainstream press narrative for the last couple of years. But now Tucker's firing back, and good for him because he's exposing a lot of things. Elon Musk firing back to exposing a lot of things. That's good. The problem is they want you to believe that it's all a lie by the Democrats, by the whatever, the media. The truth is, Lowell, both sides are telling you a lie. Here's the facts. There were government provocateurs in bed with unknown provocateurs who created an insurrection, who destroyed property, who uh, created violence. Those people need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But the Republicans, the Democrats, the whoever on all both sides, the extreme views need to go away and the truth needs to be told. Were there insurrectionists? Absolutely. Many of them were cops working for the government. We have them on video and proof. Were there peaceful people there? The majority were peaceful. Um, were they are they distorting facts about who's who? Absolutely. But the real criminals who created an insurrection that day are being let go. And yes, both sides are so extreme that, well, they're not going to have anybody prosecuted or any transparency or any accountability. They're both going to go to their extremes and duke it out and then go back to their corners and nothing of consequence is going to happen if we're not very careful. Let's be clear. Those who committed violent acts, those who literally um, created an insurrection, those who were involved in violence, they need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, regardless of what faction they come from. Even if they work for the Justice Department, the FBI, the Capitol Police, whoever. But the good guys need to be let go. And it seems like what's happening out of this is no matter which side you pick, the bad guys are running around free and the good guys are going to jail and being prosecuted. And nothing Tucker or anybody else is going to do by just blaming the other side of this partisan divide is going to help, lol. Well, um, yeah, and see, that's the part that everybody's missing. There's still people in jail waiting trial for their so-called involvement in the January 6th uh, so-called insurrection. Um, but tell me again, Sam, what are the, what's, what are the Republicans doing, uh, blame, uh, you know, that, you know, blaming the other side? Well, that, uh, that, that it's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not following you on that point. Well, I'll give you, let me give you an example. Here's the deal. The Department of Justice played information about Chansley, okay, for the court to secure the heavy sentence against him, against Chansley. That's the QAnon shaman guy. While Mm -hmm. the government withheld the videotapes contradicting that account. Okay? But both sides. One side says he's a bad guy. Look what he was doing. Uh, and then the other side says, no, he was really peaceful. Well, both sides have some truth and some errors in them. Yeah. The fact is, was he violent? No. Um, were the cops leading him around and helping him, unlocking doors and everything? Yes. Was he peacefully trying to tell people to obey the president and go home? Yes. Well, why are we focusing on that guy then when both narratives 
say, well, the guy must have been kind of crazy, uh, but harmless. And then Chansley gets four years in prison for a nonviolent police-escorted tour. Well, now you let Ray Epps go because the conservatives ask questions. Tucker and others ask questions. But all the government says is, well, while the investigation is going on, we can't tell you anything about that. The Democrats say, hey, um, it's really all these bad guys. It's Donald that led the charge. Well, what gives? Okay. Now Naomi Wolf apologizes to the MAGA folks and everybody else saying, oh, my gosh, I was so wrong. I was duped by the false J6 narrative. The J6 narrative was partially false, but it's partially true. There were people who were violent. Some people died. Okay, let's be clear. Who died? Well, the lady that got shot that was a peaceful veteran. She's dead. Who shot her? The violent cop without any justification for the shooting. Okay, that guy needs to go to prison. But I don't see Tucker focusing on that. I don't see the Republicans focusing on that. I don't see the Democrats focusing on that at all. All right. What about the peaceful versus the violent people that were part of uh, uh, Stuart Rhodes' group? Oath Keepers. You know what? Most of them were peaceful, good guys who created a stack formation and helped the cops. We have evidence of it on video. But yet there might have been some provocateurs that infiltrated the Oath Keepers that were violent and caused a problem. How do we separate who's who and get to the bottom of it? See, neither side's doing that. Lowell? Yeah, see, I thought that, I, I thought that investigation was still going on and that, you know, more of this stuff. No, would be folks are already, to life. people are already convicted. Stuart Rhodes is already convicted. Hmm. And my yeah, response well, is why? New videos coming out, new evidence is coming out all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart Rhodes didn't even go into the Capitol, buddy. But, yeah, there were provocateurs probably within the Oath Keepers. I agree. But until you start, you know, arresting people like Ray Epps, who we have on video acting as provocateur, unless you start arresting some of the cops that literally were in, in, uh, moving, or using incendiary devices and antagonizing the crowd, what about them? What about the girl that got trampled? Right? Mm-hmm. So there's so many pieces to these stories here. You got the Epic Times with one narrative. You got the government with another narrative. Now you got Tucker with his narrative. But none of the narratives, in my opinion, are taking this case by case and prosecuting to the fullest extent of the law. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is everybody's going to leave, well, with their own narrative. But in the end of the day, John Turley, for example, raises big questions about this whole thing going, wait a minute. What's going on? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we heard for two years that Chansley was this bad guy. Now we hear the cops are, you know, leading him around the Capitol. Well, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. If the QAnon shaman's guilty of criminal activity, what about the cops that opened doors for him and led him around the buildings? Shouldn't those cops be going to prison too? Mm-hmm. Or don't we got to let Jacob go? Which is it, sir? See, this yeah. is what I mean. Mm, okay, I'm with you. Where's the Republicans? Half the Republicans are going, oh, this is bogus, let it go. You can't do any good. The other half are going, Tucker's right. 
Naomi Wolf's going, sorry, MAGA guys. Everybody else is going, Donald's still guilty. That means nothing. But nothing's happening to anybody for real accountability. Prosecute the criminals for criminal activity and let the rest go, sir. When are we going to get yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Great question, Sam. <laughs> I just find this fascinating. Who's calling for this but me? Do you know anybody? Yeah, you got to bust out and go to the Liberty Roundtable Live's think tank, ladies and gentlemen, to get to the bottom of this. Think through this. What is their agenda here? Is their agenda to create accountability and stop criminal activity? No. Um, where are the Republicans? We haven't really heard the Republicans double down and say that, hey, there was Antifa or Black Lives Matter or Proud Boys really there, that they're evil and they have created some provocateur actions. The Oath Keepers may have been infiltrated, and some of those guys may have created provocateur How about the Capitol cops? How about Nancy Pelosi? When Donald said, I've got, you know, we can can use the National Guard here, and Nancy said no. What about this black police officer that said, hey, I asked if um, I could go ahead and evacuate people. No one responded. So then I asked again, and no one responded, and I told him that I'm going to evacuate anyway and that I would take the consequences as myself. So he dons a MAGA hat so that he can run through the crowd unmolested. He said, I don't, I'm not really a Donald guy, but I put on the hat because I knew if I didn't have one and I was a cop, they might stop me and cause me problems. But if I had a Trump hat on, they'd let me go. So he wisely put on a Trump hat, evacuated a bunch of people, and now he's being prosecuted. This is the huh. cop that tried to save everybody. Yeah, that's crazy. What the heck is, where's the Republicans to call this out? Am I the only one calling out the bad guys here? I just don't get it. Everybody else wants to play partisan politics and have their favorite narrative. Tucker wants to say, hey, it was all a big lie. No, it wasn't. There was bad guys there. Well, the reason Tucker wants to call it all a lie is because he's controlled by the deep state. And Fox News and, and those guys, hey, he can't really pin the tail on the donkey either, can he? He can make the Democrats look bad. The Democrats can make the Republicans look bad. The Republicans can be divided over the issue. Everybody can run around and blame everybody else, but nobody can really pin the tail on the donkey. The FBI, the Justice Department, the mainstream press, in bed with agent provocateurs, pulled off this coup and blamed it on Donald. Yeah. And we're going to let that be the narrative? And we're going to be so stupid as American people that we can't figure out who the real enemy is? It's government agent deep state provocateurs, folks. All right, when we get back, we'll switch topics. Lowell has a whole deck full of incredible information. Straight ahead on Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. 
So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org with me, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you to give me your first headline, and I had to rewrite it slightly to make a point, Lowell. And that's why I talked <laughs> so much about the scandals that have been taking place with regards to this J6 thing, because the scandals continue the same fashion. Both sides lie and deceive you and point you away from the truth. In every single story in the news that I see today, here's the next example. Your headline, Lowell? It is. Biden's officials claim rogue Ukrainian Navy SEALs sabotaged Nord Stream Pipeline. All right, you ready for my rewrite of the headline? You bet. Biden officials claim, then I wrote this, without evidence, rogue Ukrainian Navy SEALs sabotaged Nord Stream Pipelines. They don't have evidence. They claim this without evidence, sir. Where's the <laughs> conservatives, the Republicans, whoever you want to call, where's the other side to tell you that? See, they're all deep yeah. state. No one's calling out the real truth. They don't have any evidence of this, sir. Yeah, that's a great point, Sam. Well, I read four different stories um, in the alternative media about how um, outlandish this claim is. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, all four authors of these of the articles, they said, you know, the Biden administration says this is what happened, but there is no evidence. There's absolutely no way that uh, the, this Ukrainian, this rogue Ukrainian group could have done what the Biden administration is claiming they did. And, I mean, these are four different pe independent people saying, you know, they're, they're calling uh, a BS on the story from the Biden administration. So I just chose one of them to, to you know, to describe for us this morning how, how outlandish this, this story really is. I mean... The, the story it got it must uh, or Seymour Hirsch's article uh, expose uh, published February 8th must have got some traction. I mean because the the Biden administration um, came out with their own story just last week, right? So about a month later. So Seymour Hirsch articles came February 8th. Basically, he was saying that U.S. and Norway sabotaged the Nord Stream pipelines between Russia and Germany. Well, so here then just, you know, within three weeks or four weeks, you've got this other story coming out because probably the Biden administration is getting a lot of heat from Seymour Hersh's story, which, which I believe is far more believable uh, than, than this, this most recent story 
from the Biden administration. What they're saying, what the Biden administration is claiming is that this unnamed Ukrainian group, and, and I will hastily uh, admit, Sam, that they're doing so without any evidence. <laughs> they're just making this story up out of thin air, and uh, they're claiming that it's the real deal. Well, the claim is so laughable, Sam, but it does harmonize with other tall tales from this administration. Uh, you know, the tall tales such as the uh, that bat soup led to the global pandemic, right? That's one tall tale. Another tall tale they, say, they, they tell is that humanity has achieved a miracle cure vaccine that which was 100% effective according to Pfizer, right? That's another very tall tale. And so this tall tale here is, is just, and now, you know, it's a, it's a sibling, <laughs> these tall tales they're telling, they're telling. The sources for the story are completely anonymous intelligent agents, right? And, quote, the reporters on the byline have a reputation for peddling stories for three-letter agencies, regardless of the veracity of their claim, end of quote, right? So this, this uh, let's see, who wrote this article? I was... Uh, talking about over oh, on Paul Institute yeah I forget who wrote this article but they're there he's saying these journalists are very loyal media assets as proven by their shameless routine publishing of unsourced declarations from non-identified anonymous intelligence agents in exchange they are awarded with journalism awards yeah right well so let's examine the the basic claim in this story the first the first big claim is that these actors were pro-Ukrainian forces, but the unnamed intelligence agents said it was a proxy force with connections to the Ukrainian government or, or its security services. Well, Sam, there are several reasons to dismiss this idea that some rogue Ukrainian special force divers set the explosive charges on the pipeline. And number one, and most importantly, the sabotage was done just outside the territorial waters of Denmark. Uh, we talked about that last week in the Baltic Sea, nowhere near Ukraine. And any Ukrainian forces uh, would have had to, to, to travel by land or, sea or air over Poland in order to get to the Baltic Sea. And uh, they would need sophisticated equipment. I mean, you go 260 feet down, yeah, that's, that's not child's play. I mean, you and I, we can dive 10, 20, 30 feet down, but... There's no way we can go 260 feet down without special equipment, people to monitor that equipment, um, you know, an iron lung machine just in case uh, we needed that, right? I mean, that's the type of equipment. And this yacht that they claim was used to, um, uh, you know, to facilitate these deep dives to set the charges, this yacht, it, it certainly did not even have the capacity to handle the personnel the, the charges, explosive charges, and on all the equipment that would have been required to to accomplish this sabotage. It, just it's just nonsense. <laughs> this this uh, the story from the Biden administration, right? And and so well, I mean, there really are only a handful of countries with resources to execute this sophisticated deep sea multi-pronged sabotage operation. U.S. could have done it. Russia could have done it. Probably China could have done it, but you know, Ukraine, they barely have a functioning navy before Russia invaded Ukraine. And Moscow has since eliminated much of what Ukraine had pieced together, you know, through their capture of, of Mari Mariupol and, and other coastal campaigns. 
Ukraine has zero aircraft carriers, zero submarines, zero destroyers, and the rest of its vessels are either decades old or they've been damaged or eliminated by the Russian forces. So, uh, well, plus Ukraine has denied any involvement in the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage. You'd think that if they wanted to, to you know, to sabotage the pipelines, they would have at least taken credit for it. But, you know, this New York Times piece simply is not credible, Sam, because the alleged saboteurs simply did not have the capacity to have done the deed. I find Seymour Hersh's story much more persuasive, much more credible, and much more believable. Sam? Sadly, you want to know why I say the story's not credible? Yeah, go ahead. Because that's how the government tells you that it is, and so you know that it's bogus. Yep. <laughs> I know you that's sad, folks, <laughs> but that has fact. become the narrative we have to assume, though. Look at January 6th. The FBI and the Justice Department are the ones peddling most of the propaganda. They literally had video that shows how peaceful this um, QAnon guy is, but they chose to show the video to convict him and hold the rest, and now that's coming out. See, in the Ammon Bundy case, the FBI lied and withheld exculpatory evidence to the point where the judge had to throw the whole case out. This is what I'm talking about, folks. So the biggest evidence I have is the government claims something. What do they say? Nothing's official until it's first been denied? And that's what we're kind of at, folks. It's insane. All right, we'll give you another example to make the point, ladies and gentlemen. War and the Constitution. Incredible article from Judge Andrew Napolitano. He wrote it at Tenth Amendment Center dot com. Lol. He begins with several questions. Uh, quote Can the president fight any war he wishes? Can Congress fund any war it chooses? Are there constitutional and legal requirements that must first be met before war is waged? Can the United States legally attack an ally? End of quote, right? And then he writes this. He says, these questions should be front and center in a debate over the U.S. involvement in Ukraine. Well, and I agree, <laughs> but there has been no such debate. And there's very few media outlets that have the courage to pose such questions. Now, we, we know, Sam, that the general government has authority only for expressly enumerated powers. However, Judge Napolitano writes this. He says, Congress has managed to extend its reach beyond the confines, confines of the Constitution domestically by spending money in areas that it cannot regulate and purchasing compliance from the states by bribery. Examples of this are the numerical maximum blood alcohol content, right, to trigger DWI arrest, and also the maximum speed limit. In both instances, Congress offered money to the states to pave highways, provided this, that they lower both numbers, right? They wanted to, to lower the, the minimum blood alcohol content, and they wanted to lower the maximum speed limits, right, in order to get the cash, right? And so these cash-strapped states then accepted the money along with the congressional strings. Well, these are bribes, says Judge Napolo, uh, Andrew Napolitano, and he's right. And then he goes on to explain that this happens in foreign policy as well, Sam. We'll talk about it in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org is his website. Look, anywhere in the nation, there's a campaign for liberty leader near you. Get involved with them. They're making an incredible difference. Campaign for Liberty for Adults, 
And what do they call it? It's, uh, well, we'll talk about it in seconds. Hang tight. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The total collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and New York Signature Bank over the weekend has many Americans on edge, as President Biden addressed the American people this morning. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. The management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. At least eight people are dead and possibly over a dozen are missing. After a pair of small boats capsized off the San Diego, California coast Saturday night during rough seas. An unidentified Hispanic woman called 911 claiming her boat made it to the beach, but the other one capsized with 15 people on board. One senior lawmaker has major reservations about the spending proposal from the White House. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy ripped into the $6.8 trillion proposal, saying Biden's promise that it would solve the country's financial problems shows that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. Everything Everywhere All at Once won Best Picture at the 2023 Oscars held at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, California last night. Michelle Yeoh won the Best Actress from Everything Everywhere. And Brandon Fraser took home the Best Actor Award for his performance in The Whale. Gentlemen, you laid your whale-sized hearts bare so that we could see into your souls like no one else could do. And it is my honor to be named alongside you in this category. This is USA News. Meet Joe A, Joe B, hello, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of DIC. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, with me. And uh, I was mentioning right before the pause, get a hold of a Campaign for Liberty uh, leader near you. They're incredible. The work they do is tremendous. You need to be involved with them and support all that they do. And I mentioned their counterpart, Young Americans for Liberty, on college campuses all across the country. Great people doing a phenomenal job. My Utah State Director, Lowell Nelson. With me now, doing a phenomenal job, 
we're talking about this incredible Judge Andrew Napolitano article, War on the Constitution. You know what? We uh, certainly need to ask these questions that he asks. Can the president fight any war he wishes? Can Congress fund any war it chooses? Are there constitutional and legal requirements that must first be met before war is waged? Can the United States legally attack an ally? Wow. Fundamental truths, ladies and gentlemen, which really documents a just or an unjust war. No one's willing to come clean on this, not the Republicans or the Democrats. Ron Paul is. Campaign for Liberty is. Um, a few people are. Lou Rockwell. Other places like that. Liberty Roundtable. But not very many, lol. You got that right, Sam. Very few people question Congress or question the president on this matter. They think that they, you know, they want the president to have the power. As long as their president's in power, they want the president to have, you know, the unfettered um, access to, you know, wage war on anybody, right? That's what they think. But they're so far outside the Constitution. I think it's healthy for us to remind ourselves that the, the states never empowered uh, the, the president to, you know, declare war on anybody or to, to, to make war on anybody. They can defend the country, right, if an attack is imminent, but they can't go make war. And yet that's what the U.S. is doing, um, uh, basically with this, this war in Ukraine, right? There's no, uh, there's no declaration of war on Russia. Uh, Congress has not declared war on Russia. Russia poses no threat to America. And the U.S. has no treaty with Ukraine that would trigger military defense of Ukraine. But Congress spends money on war in Ukraine anyway. I mean, that's the judge's point. Under the Constitution, folks, only Congress can declare war, as was done in 1941, you know, in World War II. But Congress has permitted the president to fight undeclared wars, such as Bush's invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq and also the War Powers Resolution of 1973, which was renewed again in, uh, prior to the Afghanistan invasion, right? I mean, this is what's happening, and yet Congress refuses to step up to the plate to either declare war, number one, or number two, to stop or impeach the president for having declared a war without authority, right? Congress is namby-pamby and refuses to do what they should do. Well, so Congress has not declared on war on Russia, but they gave Biden a blank check for $100 billion to spend on military equipment for Ukraine. And Biden has sent troops there as well. U.S. involvement in, Ukraine, in Vietnam began the, you know, began the very same way. <laughs> no declaration of war, no authorization for the use of military force, and yet a gradual buildup of American troops as advisors and instructors and then a congressionally supported war that saw half a million American troops deployed, 10% of whom came home in body bags. Now, we've seen this story before. We've seen this movie before, Sam. And uh, so the U.S. involvement in Ukraine mirrors the U.S. involvement in Vietnam. It's building up the very same way as, as Vietnam did. Um, and so, you know, the Judge Napolitano asks the question, are American soldiers killing Russian soldiers? Yes, he says. None of it has been authorized by Congress, but Congress has paid for it in borrowed dollars. Well, and then finally, Judge Napolitano gives us criteria that could justify war. He says this, he writes, the basis for war must be real. 
the adversary's anti-U.S. military behavior must be grazed. The objective of war must be clear and attainable, and the means must be proportionate to the threat. Has Russia threatened the U.S.? No. What grave acts has the Russian military committed against the U.S.? None. What is Biden's objective? Well, he won't say. Does the Congress uphold the Constitution? Does the President? <laughs> well, he writes, the, the answers are obvious. We have reposed the Constitution for safekeeping into the hands of those who ignore it. The consequences are death, debt, and the loss of personal liberty, end of quote. Well, Sam, I find these words to be sobering, but we must admit to ourselves from time to time how far afield our general government has strayed from the Constitution. I mean, if we ever hope to preserve our federal republic, we must understand the Constitution and hold our public servants accountable to it. Sam? Are American soldiers killing Russian soldiers? Yes, they are. None of it has been authorized by Congress, but Congress has paid for it and borrowed dollars. You, you said that, but I wanted to repeat that phrase and talk about mm -hmm. that a little bit. How does that happen without, um, well, you can either declare a war or not. Uh, you can uh, do market reprisal. There's a few constitutional remedies you have if there's a problem. But what we're doing is none. We're in basically a, a hot war by proxy right now. We've got people on the ground. We're funding this without money or with money that we don't even have. This is insanity. It is uh, insane. And it's ironic that uh, China has purchased uh, many, many of our dollars and that but, but, but China is going to end up on the other side because they are promising supplies to, to Russia, right? I think they want to test out some of their new munitions. And, um, and so it, it is a proxy war, Sam, and it, it, I just don't like it. I mean, war it's an unjust, bad. immoral, without authority proxy war. Let's be clear. And anybody engaged mm -hmm. in it should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law as a war criminal, including Joe. Yeah, absolutely right. And we have a Congress that refuses to hold him to account. And we have people in the states refusing to hold their representatives to account. Right? That's what needs to happen. We need citizens all over the country asking their representatives, saying, why aren't you holding Biden accountable here? Why are you spending, why, are, why did you vote to, to spend that $47 billion to fund the, you know, to purchase the munitions being used in Ukraine, right? We need to ask them these hard questions. And everybody should, every, every opportunity should just be asked. And anybody, anybody who voted for this without authority uh, needs to be removed from office next go-round. Yeah, absolutely right, Sam. It's just, it says pathetic how weak our Congress has become and how few of our public servants actually understand the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States, Sam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one of Lowell's favorite columnists, Gary D. Barnett, goes off. And I think this, this push for war and lack of accountability, this lying in the media and by government without accountability, I think that Gary's column underlines the reasons for this. Lowell? It certainly does, Sam. He talks about our being rendered mentally harmless by the elimination of individuality. And 
the bottom line, by the way, we'll get to his bottom line, but let me just tell you now, the bottom line, he points the finger at our educational system. <laughs> so that's where we're going with this. His, that, that is his thesis. Uh, his thesis is we've been rendered mentally harmless. Now, many of us wonder why things are as they are, as they are today. You know, why unique and sovereign individuals embrace the herd mentality? Why we demand a dominant government and a government to provide so-called basic needs? He writes this. He says, quote, this does not happen due to a lack of intellect. It does not happen because of any intentional desire for one to destroy his own free will. It is the result of purposeful, long-term planning on the part of the ruling class and the voluntary acceptance of dependency by the masses, end quote. Right? So this technique, he explains, is used by an elite few whose objective is to control all others. This is why the state government schooling system was created in the first place, he writes. So there's the first hint as to why we find ourselves in our predicament. None of this is accidental in any regard, he writes, as allowing the general populace to remain self-reliant, entrepreneurial, self-sufficient, and fully literate is anathema to the authoritative element of society and is considered by the powerful elite a deadly weapon against their rule and domination, end of quote. So, Sam, if self-reliance is a deadly weapon against tyranny, and it is, I believe it is, then we need more of it. We need to encourage it, which is what you and I have been doing for decades, of course. We just need more people to do this. We need to restore individuality, strong work ethic and rugged individualism and so forth. You know, you and I have been talking this way for lots of years. We just need more people to embrace it and do it. Uh, Barnett writes this, quote, the elimination of the individual leads directly to dependence on the state. This has happened because most have turned over their children to a government system bent on destroying their drive, their individual talents, and their unique abilities to live, grow, prosper, and follow their own path, end of quote. Now, it wasn't always this way, Sam. <laughs> it wasn't always this way. In fact, According to research confirmed by the Columbian Phoenix and Boston Review in 1800, quote, no country on the face of the earth can boast a larger proportion of inhabitants versed in the rudiments of science or fewer who are not able to read and write their names than the United States of America. Literacy has been an obsession in America since as early as 1642. <laughs> That's a, that is really awesome quote. And in the 1770s, Thomas, Thomas Jefferson observed this. He says, those entrusted with power have, in time and by slow operations, perverted it into tyranny. And it is believed that the most effectual means of preventing this would be to illuminate, as far as practicable, the minds of the people at large. End of quote. Well, we did well in the 18th and 19th century, Sam. Literacy has near, was nearly universal in this country. But it goes deeper than mere literacy, according to Gary D. Barnett. Quote, having the ability to communicate with others intelligently in conversation and being able to write and successfully present thoughts and information was common. Even with this advanced society of the time, much more was required in order to remain free and prosperous. That was the independent spirit of the individual, entrepreneurial drive, 
self-reliance and a high degree of confidence, end of quote. So this is where Barnett describes active literacy, you know, where most people worked for themselves, where they owned their own businesses, or they worked for someone else as an apprentice with the intent to own their own business, right? That's how things went in the 17th and 18th, 19th centuries. That's why we were such a prosperous country with rugged individualism, where countless farms dotted the countryside. Working for someone else was a rarely considered idea. I mean, nobody thought that way. But what do our children hear in their schools nowadays, right? That's the question. You go to school, this is what we're telling your children nowadays. Go to school, get an education so you can get a job. Learn the skills required to succeed as an employee. Well, that's just exactly opposite of how we lived our lives in the 18th and 19th centuries. So, Sam, I admire entrepreneurs a great deal. I wish we had more of them. I really do. But it's corporatism in America that has changed us. For corporatism and for big government to succeed, society had to be dumbed down. And what better place to dumb down society than in the schools? Barnett puts it this way. He writes, quote, what more perfect solution could there be to indoctrinate an entire society than a prison-like existence, brainwashing, and obedience training centers called public schools? <laughs> End of quote. It, you know, that's exactly what they are, obedience training centers, <laughs> these public schools, these government schools. Uh, it's 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 a crazy. Uh, yeah, they become herd training mentality centers. training centers, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And I love so, the point that he makes is this: so long as people continue to expect government to give them things at the expense of others, so long as they think of government welfare as a quote right, so long as they think of and expect to be protected or enriched by government, enacting laws and policies to do the bidding, so long as the masses look to the collective herd instead of self, and so long as people do not become fully independent, self-responsible individuals, the state will rule and the people will be slaves. They'll be condemned to slavery, Lowell. He really highlights the reality of the end game of the direction, uh, the, um, I don't know what you want to call it, the road we're on, right? Yeah, he absolutely does. And, and so, folks, that's why we need to change our thinking. You know, we need people to once again embrace the idea of the individual, critical thinking, self-determination, independent existence. But he brings he brings the problem right down to we're all going to be slaves if we continue on the road. But you want to know what I love about this guy, Lowell? Yeah. The solutions he brings to the table as well. He doesn't just lead you down the road of, oh, man, ain't it awful. He highlights the reality check for sure. But then he says this. No large scale reform. Go ahead, Lowell. This is really yeah. important because this encompasses the solution. No large-scale reform is ever going to work to repair our damaged children or our damaged society until we force open the idea of school to include family as the main engine of education. If we use schooling to break children away from parents, and make no mistake, 
That has been the central function of schools since John Cotton announced it as the purpose of the Bay Colony Schools in, 18, or in 1650, and Horace Mann announced it as the purpose of Massachusetts schools in 1850. We're basically saying if, if we use schooling to break children away from parents, then we're going to continue to have the horror show we have right now. End of quote. And boy, howdy, is that spot on. Boy, I had never heard that, Sam, that the Bay, you know, from the Bay Colony Schools in 1650, that that early. Now, I was familiar with Horace Mann and his writing to separate uh, children from the parents in 1850, but I never knew that it, the seed for that was planted in 1650. That's pretty astonishing, in my opinion. But the schools nowadays, that's exactly what they intend to continue to do, Sam. They want to keep children as far away from parents as possible. They teach these students that they are learning material that their parents don't know. So don't even ask your parents about the material. They don't know nothing. You know, you're the you're the educated one here. They're telling the students in the school, you don't need to run to your parents for anything because we are going to teach you. We'll take care of you, right? And, and, yes, and they, and they think of more reasons to keep your kids away longer, longer, longer during the day. Every program under the sun is implemented, right? <laughs> That's right. And that brings us to this, uh, you know, some of the bad bills passed uh, in the Utah legislature uh, just uh, in, in the recent session, which thankfully ended last week. But one of the bad, bad bills was all-day kindergarten, Sam, full-day kindergarten amendments, a bill by Spendlove and Cullimore, passed both houses. This bill makes full-day kindergarten available for all local education agencies, LEAs they call them, with an option for half-day kindergarten. This puts our children in the hands of the state sooner and longer, Sam. Full-day kindergarten coming to a school near you right here in Utah, Sam. It's sickening. And expect it to get worse unless we, the people, take corrective action and do so quickly. And you've got to look at it as an individual, family-oriented discussion with parents leading the way to protect their children from this, in my opinion, uh, this war we're in. You've got to protect your kids. We're in a war, folks. This is nothing to mess with. Well, I'm just thankful, as Lull is, that the 45-day session of the Utah legislature is over for 2023. Like I say, I call us under siege during that thing. Thank heavens it's over, Lowell. Well, uh, you got that right, Sam. I picked three bills that were the, probably the best bills of the session. And uh, uh, number one was the Transgender Medical Treatments and Procedures Amendments. This uh, Senate Bill 16 was passed for the veto-proof majorities and was signed by the governor. This bill prohibits surgery on a minor to effect a sex change. It prohibits hormonal transgender treatments on minors who are not already getting them and allows an individual to bring a medical malpractice action for treatment provided to the individual as a minor if that individual later disaffirms consent. Now, that last part, I think, is dynamite because basically what we're saying is that if you're a minor and you have a sex change surgery done or a transgender hormonal treatment done, and you later disaffirm that, you can sue, the for, me, for medical malpractice, you can sue the doctor who did that to you, right? So if you have a 
if you're a girl and you have someone remove your breast, then later on down the road, you decide that was medical malpractice and you don't want that anymore, you can sue the doctor who, who uh, removed your breast. So I think that's going to be, I think that's going to put a big chilling effect. It's not enough, but it's a doctors. huge step in the right direction, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Big, big, big chilling effect on, on the doctors who would, would, would be performing those surgeries. And, and by the way, they, want the, they wanted the freedom to do those surgeries because it's so lucrative. They get tens of thousands of dollars for those kinds of surgery. Yeah, and think so, twice, perverts. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, next bill that was a good one, House Bill 467, uh, it passed both houses. Uh, it was entitled Abortion Changes. It, among other things, prohibits the licensing of abortion clinics after May 2nd of this year. So no more Planned Parenthood clinics after May 2nd of this year is getting their license to to do abortions. That's, that's a good thing because we'll be saving babies' lives is what we're doing here. And finally, the third bill, which I thought counted as a good one, the House Bill 427, Individual Freedom in Public Education, passed both houses. This bill ensures that all instructional materials and classroom instruction are consistent with the principles of inalienable rights, equal opportunity, and individual merit. Basically, Sam, this bill outlaws CRT and other divisive curricula from Utah schools. And actually, over the weekend, Sam, I met the husband of an assistant principal in a school in the Granite School District, and he told us, a little group of us, he said that his wife spends the majority of her time, she's an assistant principal, right, at one of these schools, she spends the majority of her time policing the curriculum what, what, and policing what is being taught in the classroom and what is available in the school library. And, and there haven't been any complaints from parents in the Granite School District because this assistant principal is so stringent and so good at policing the curriculum, you know, whatever is being taught in, in her high school. And, and, and so I'm just saying personnel matters. I mean, if you get an assistant principal who, in there who, who actually cares about the, the children and about the students, then you can, you know, police away all of the, the bad stuff that's in the school libraries, and and uh, and so the students actually get, you know, they're not exposed to the porn and transgender agenda. So I, I I thought that was a good thing. Although I still believe, as you do, Sam, the best thing to do is get your children out of the public schools. Yeah, we've got to fight out. everywhere. It's a good start, though, Lowell, and I agree. Incre incremental <laughs> efforts and positive changes are are what we need for sure. Three bad bills to highlight really quick. Yeah, Senate Bill 31, state flag amendments. Basically, this bill establishes a new state flag for Utah, which seems to be a woke flag without much of the deep symbolism that's on our current flag. But a lot of people don't want a new flag, and so a referendum petition has been filed. And if the opponents can gather 135,000 signatures, signatures in the next 30 days, then the question will be put on the next general election ballot in 2024 let the voters of utah decide whether we want a new flag or not next bad bill we talked about earlier is a full day kindergarten and the third bad bill i wanted to mention is really a series of bills sam you would not believe dozens and dozens of bills sink us deeper into socialism i mean you got disability coverage medicaid dental waiver first-time homebuyer assistance, modifications to Medicaid coverage, Medicaid doula services, medical debt relief. 
utility bill assistance. Sam, this list could go on for pages. And these are the bills that got passed by the Utah legislature, which just sink us deeper, ever deeper into socialism, Sam. Yeah, socialism on steroids, ladies and gentlemen, a.k.a. the, uh, in my opinion, deep state session holding the Utahns under siege for 2023. It's disaster, lol. <laughs> and so just like most legislative sessions, you know, you got the legislators up there patting themselves on the back saying, boy, we did good, but... I'm telling you, Sam, we achieved a few, maybe count them on one hand, victories, but we suffered numerous defeats. Can't count those on both hands and both feet, all the number of defeats we, 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 we took. So, Sam, we need to identify the legislators who do not understand the proper role of government, and we need to replace them with public servants who will stand for liberty. Sam? Boy, how did we got a row to hoe, ladies and gentlemen? Look, you've got to elect good congressmen and senators at the state and the general level. And if you do, you know what? Um, then it's easy to babysit them. If you don't, ladies and gentlemen, it's impossible to corral them. Understand that your influence needs to happen way before the ballot box of who you're going to elect because they set the slate of who your choices are. Remember that. If you want real choice, it starts much earlier. It starts in the canvassing. It starts in the vetting. It starts in the um, delegates. It starts in the vetting. It start, all those things are the key to the exercise. And if you don't do that, then you get a slate of candidates where there's just no good answers. That's the problem we face today, folks. You've got to get involved much earlier in the game. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Thank you so much, sir. Great work. Welcome, Sam. Good to be with you. There he goes, doing a phenomenal job, as always, on your radio. I'm Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. God save the republic.